Welcome to a self-published author's diary. I am Elodie Novodatsky. I write about first time, second chances, things that scare the crap out of me and things that make me laugh out loud. I'll be speaking with you and sharing my adventures in self-publishing, the behind the scenes of writing and the business side of it. Hello. So today I'm going to be talking about treating this book of mine as if it's going to take off, preparing as if this book will take off, meaning preparing my entire backlist as if The Leftover Bride will take off and be the most successful book of mine, but also a very successful book in general. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how I am not entirely separating myself from my author brand, but how I'm following a bit what N.S. Johnson talked to me about about three weeks ago when she mentioned that, you know, the characters are for the readers, like her characters are for the readers, not her, but her characters. And I guess that has been in the back of my mind since we've talked. And I, yeah, that's what I'm going to be going into a little bit more details with you all. Today, as I'm recording this, it's June 24th. I am releasing this podcast episode on June 25th. And yeah, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind. And we just finished last night watching For All Mankind, the season two. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Talking about spoilers, I used to actually look for spoilers about TV shows. And I stopped. A couple of years ago, I stopped looking for spoilers for TV shows. And I don't know if it's because, like, <laughs> couldn't deal with anticipation. I just wanted to know what happened. But when we're watching something with my husband, with the chemical engineer, it's nice to both not know what's going to happen. I'm sure there is a reason why I used to check for spoilers and why I'm not looking for spoilers anymore, but it's just it's just interesting. I also used to read the last page of a book sometimes. As I was reading, I was like, I want to know what happens. And I would read the last page. I haven't done that in a while, either. Some of you might be gasping. And I was like, what? What did she do? But now I did that. I'm curious. Do you read spoilers? Well, let me know. And you can let me know by leaving a comment on my blog post. You can also leave me a message. You can email me at authorelodinovodatsky at gmail.com or at a self-published author's diary at gmail.com. My website again is www.elodinovodatsky.com. Novodatsky, it's been a while I spelled it. It's N-O-W-O-D-S-Dog-A-Z-K-I-J. You can also go to a self-published authorsdiary.com. It actually will redirect you at this time to my website. Thank you to everyone who's already rated, reviewed, followed this podcast. If you have not yet, I would truly, truly appreciate it if you went, if you have like a, I don't know if you can do it if you have an Android. I should look into that. But if you have an iPhone or an iPad, Apple, Apple, Apple product. It'd be great if you went and subscribed and reviewed and rated my podcast so that more people can find it. How are you doing? 
I am doing pretty well. I'm tired. I think it's, you know, the release jitters or the cover reveal jitters because I'm not, I'm not releasing my book yet. I am doing quite a lot of different things to start the buzz about the leftover bride. And I am also very excited because what I'm working on right now for the leftover bride and when I'm releasing this pod, uh, this podcast, my cover reveal will be live. I have prepared a few things for people who have signed up to help out or for myself also to be able to share on different platforms. I am creating actually, and I'll get into that a bit later, but I'm creating social media for this book. I will also next week do another kind of reveal with the first chapter or so, and then people will be able to sign up to my newsletter to receive the first five chapters of the book. I've explained a little bit last week why I wanted to do that. So yeah, so I, I worked on doing the Instagram Reels video, TikTok video. I used Canvas for that, and it was pretty easy. I used that in Book Brush, and yeah. That's basically what I've been working on. I still need to write my newsletter and my blog post for tomorrow. And I've also worked on a website, The Leftover Bride, www.theleftoverbride.com. I am creating an Instagram, which is also going to be The Leftover Bride, a TikTok, which is also called The Leftover Bride. And my goal will be to release every week on those social media a quote, like a teaser Tuesday or something from the novel or something about the characters. And I'm not doing it on my main Instagram. And I think about what NS Johnson told me when we talked about two, three weeks ago. Time is a concept, right? About how the characters are for the readers. You know, like the characters not her, but her characters. And while I'm, I understand um, that, you know, an author can be a brand and everything, I've mentioned several times that I don't know, I'm, I'm a bit uncomfortable with the idea. And Erin Bauman, if you don't follow her on Instagram, and it's funny because I talk about following people on Instagram after I said that I, I don't know about <laughs> how to, to do certain things on that. But Erin Bauman whose Instagram handle is Hey Erin, H-E-Y-E-R-I-N. And she is a middle grade NYA author. And I love her books. One of her books actually also got me out of a reading slump years ago. So she mentioned how, you know, she had been offline and that she misses, she missed chatting with readers and celebrating the good, celebrating the good news of fatal writers. But she did not miss being online. And then she was mentioning that one way to look at maybe social media for her is to like use it as if she was famous in a way, because she needs that time to be able to, or when she has news, you know, when she has news to share, when she posts, when she likes, um, because she needs to write the Dawn book and how it impo it's important to write the book because that's how you're going to make an income mostly. I think what I'm going to try to do for me is that treating everything as if that book is going to take off, which 
I am doing already or was doing already, but I think I'm much more, I have much more intention. So right now what I'm going to do is treat the leftover bride as if the leftover bride is going to take off, as if I'm going to have thousands of readers downloading this book. I need to make sure that everything in terms of my backlists, everything in terms of the books I've already published, everything in terms of my newsletter is ready in case or when this book takes off. I've heard about authors saying like, oh, you know, some of my books took off and I didn't have certain things in um, the back. I'm one of them. Like in a summer like Norver, I don't need to look at other people's example. I can just look at myself. When a summer like Norver in French took off, I did not plan for this at all. I had thousands of downloads and I did not have a French newsletter. And I could have a French, I, I do now, but it's not, I, I really need to like revamp that too. But it's not like I can't write in French. It's not like I can come up with things to say. It's not like I can also translate using Deepo and it's fast. The English newsletter that I sent and adapt them for the French audience, that's what I've been doing for a self-published author's diary newsletter, which, by the way, I know I'm slacking on. But I am recording a podcast every week and I need to find a process for the email that works. I really like what El Penelope does for her weekly emails. Um, if you have not subscribed to those and you're a writer, you really need to because she has like, she mentions everything that she enjoys or learned or like she has things that are very interesting that are tips that she's read somewhere else, things that she recommends, things that she found intriguing. It's, it's very, it's a, it's a very good newsletter. There are links and she's explaining why she's putting them in the newsletter or what they're about. Highly recommend, again, listening to her podcast and um, checking the links that she adds. But what I'm saying right now is that I need to figure out a process for that to work. I also need to make sure that the things that I've put in place can work if the leftover bride takes off. So for example, I added, and I mentioned last week that I was going to do the Asamalak Noaver YouTube, and I will send it to the people who are currently subscribing to my book funnel promotions. So, so far, I've gotten a lot of clicks on people wanting to buy Always Second Best, on different e-retailers, not a lot wanting to buy it directly from me with 25% off. So I have to figure out like, why do they click? Maybe they have, maybe they're just more used of, of buying it on Amazon. Maybe they're worried about the distribution. Like maybe I have to make something clear about that. I also have a summer like Norver first about 40 minutes of the audiobook up on YouTube I will also add the link in this show's description and I'm sending that to, to people, as I said last week. And so far, it's gained a few views. It hasn't gotten a lot of subscribers, but at the same time, it has only been sent so far to five people because I do delayed sending. I send the first welcome newsletter 24 hours after they signed up to receive the book. So, you know, there's a bit of delay there. I have about 
30 people waiting to get that email. For that email, I usually have a 50% open rate, which is pretty good. And I have usually a 25, 10, it depends on like the time, but it's between 10% and 25% of click, which is also pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a lot of things. And for the leftover bride, I'm not adding things that I believe may not work as well. So I am organizing my time so that I'm focusing on things that A, I'm good at, B, I do believe can help, and C, I'm making a list of things that would be nice to do, but are not a must. For example, a book trailer. A book trailer is not necessarily a must. You might gain more views, it might help, but... You know, it might take a lot of time to make if you're not somebody who is used to using different tools. You might have to spend money otherwise to make it. So I've made one for Fear Me, Fear Me Not. I really liked it. I spent a bit of money on it. Like I think at the time I spent maybe like 80 to $100 on it. It was not like a super duper fancy trailer. Did it help? Well, at the time, I don't know. Because I was not using a lot of data analysis to see if that book, if that actually helped. For The Leftover Bride, I did, as I said, an Instagram Reels video and a TikTok video. And it took me maybe, okay, the cat is now attacking the TV, which is problematic. So I'm going to have to bring him upstairs. But I, I have a video that I've done, but it's not like a full book trailer. It's not what I would do with a voiceover or anything like that. So I'm getting more pre-orders than I did for some of the books that I thought would gain a lot of pre-orders. Like for Trust Me, Trust Me Not, for example, I had an entire campaign going on where the proceeds of Trust Me, Trust Me Not, including the pre-orders, like 50% of the proceeds would have gone or did go, but like, I didn't get as many pre-orders as I thought to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Like for me, I was offering something that was of value. My books are great because <laughs> I, I wrote them, but I really think they're great. I have a lot of followers. I have a lot of, you know, people in my um, readers group. I have a lot of newsletter subscribers. And yet that was before I, I did all the big cleaning of my mailing list, but and yet, I did not get a whole lot of pre-orders. But I did not do a lot of the things that I'm doing right now. Granted, it was right before my transplant. Like, I released that book, I think, in Trust Me, Trust Me Not. I released in September 2019. I got my stem cell transplant, um, like my autologous stem cell transplant, in October 2019. So in terms of having time to do a lot of things when you're going through preparation and to prepare for a stem cell transplant, you have quite a lot of things that you have to go through. A lot of, of, um, a lot of tests, it takes time. Um, you have to get an additional kind of Mediport, but it's called differently. I called it my lobsters. I don't remember how it's called. Anyway, so you have a lot of things that you have to do. And 
I did not think about my marketing except that that's such a good cause. I want to help people. Clearly, people are going to pre-order it. (laughs) And I did have people pre-ordering it and I had people buying it during the first month, but it was not as many as what I thought. So for The Leftover Bride, I am putting The Leftover Bride in the forefront. And I think, I think, I'm thinking as I'm speaking, but I think it also makes it easier for me in case it does not (laughs) do the way that I think it might do because I'm separating myself a bit from my book in the sense that I am putting the characters in forefront. And that's what I did with Trust Me, Trust Me Not. But at the same time, I was the one asking for people to pre-order it for a cause that I truly believe in. And when it didn't go exactly, and I'm grateful to everybody who pre-ordered. I'm also grateful for everybody who donated at the time. And I'm very grateful for everybody who spread the word and matched my donation. I had people who matched my donation to to the um, Lymphoma Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And that was that was truly humbling and and... I'm super grateful for that. But at the same time, when it didn't go exactly as well as I thought it would, I took it a bit more personally because it was a cause, again, that was personal to me. And I thought even people who might not read my books might still pre-order it as a favor in a way. And this is not what I want with my books. I don't want to have people doing me a favor. I don't want people to necessarily conflate my books with me, especially people who are close to me. So detaching myself from the process in a way by having The Leftover Bride, you know, have its own website. And clearly I'm still going to advertise it on my website, which has a lot of followers. And I will be sharing mostly some of the same, but it's going to have like its own social media. Because I was thinking, right? I do, I can share them from my own social media. So I can share them from my own platform. But my own personal social media, like my Instagram is a bit of everything. And I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. But my book needs promotion. My book needs marketing. My book needs to be put in front of people's eyeballs. Eyeballs. Eyeballs? Eyeballs. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to treat, I'm going to do with each book as if this is the book that takes off. And so that all the other books that came before that little book that might take off are also ready to generate more revenue, to generate more readers, to generate more fans, maybe? I don't know. It sounds weird to say that out loud. But yes, at the same time, like those super readers who read everything from you. I am a super reader for a lot of author. And as I said, I'd love to have that. So basically, (laughs) this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to separate myself a little bit for the leftover bride in the sense I'm not going to separate myself I'm going to do an (laughs) add-on and the add-on will be that the leftover bride will have its own social media and I will use that 
until December, January. I think because you have, you know, the Christmas in July push, marketing push that I can do for pre-orders. And then I'm also going to do the same in French. Will that take me a lot of time? Yes and no. Because once I have it going, I have templates that I can just use. So like I've been using templates for Teaser Tuesdays. I have been using templates for different things. So those are things that I can do afterwards pretty quickly once I have the process that is put together. When it comes to a trailer, I'm thinking about it, but that's only if I have time. This is not on my must-do list. As always, if you have any questions, and I will keep you updated on how it's working. And now a short message from our sponsor. Stay tuned after you'll be hearing about the struggles and smiles of my week as a self-published author. Struggles and smiles. So what did I struggle with this week? Time. <laughs> I am more organized in terms of getting my writing done and getting that, you know, revision done. I've been setting myself as goals to revise two chapters a week. Right now, it includes actually writing two chapters because I had two chapters that I didn't have, which I'm adding. But those are chapters that I need to add because it's a, it's a tree lightning. Actually, it's two tree light, tree lightning and Christmas parade chapters. And I'm very excited about those chapters and they're fun to write. Like they're very, they're just very fun to write. But at the same time, I have this, oh my God, am I doing that right? Because I've been in revision mode for so long. And by revision, I mean like making the words shine and making those tweaks that I think will make the story so much stronger and making sure that the characters that I've called are still called the same and making sure that everything flows. So now I have to switch back to writing. I've plotted those scenes like very carefully, at least for that chapter I'm currently writing, because I think it's, it's going to help me. So I know, you know, my character's motivation. I know the smells in the scene. I know what the other characters' motivations are in the scene. I know page from page what's going to happen, you know, how they're walking towards the Christmas lightning ceremony, how the niece of my main character is wearing a costume that my main character has made for her, how that brings back memory for both Ryan and Sorka, and how they're planning to try to free the mascot of this year's Christmas parade, because that's what they try to do when they were eight, and... I know the smell of the little vendors, you know, the d delicious smells of waffle and hot chocolate and crepe and all those things. And I took in or I got inspiration from for those scenes by having spent a few days in Chincotic in Virginia during the Christmas parade that they have there. Um, so I'm bringing a lot of that little town feel to this chapter and I'm also bringing a little bit of Germany to this chapter because um, the smells and the small vendors and some of this comes from the Christmas market like the Weihnachtsmärkte in Germany and I've been to you know quite a few of them and where we used to live in Mainz it was always so nice to go the chemical engineer and I would go to the Christmas market and we would enjoy a waffle and we would walk around and in Worms, where we used to live too, like we would have like mold wine with um, friends of ours. It's just 
my parents came to visit during Christmas market in Mainz. During my lunch break when I worked in Frankfurt, I used to go sometimes to the Christmas market that was there. So yeah, I'm bringing a lot of that in. So I started as a struggle, but now I'm smiling. So I think it's the struggles and smile are both in the same. It's it's a struggle to go back into drafting. And at the same time, it's making me smile. So I guess that's a... <laughs> That's an interesting an interesting realization I just had. It's a diary, I told you. I'm I'm talking to my diary and realizing things as I go. Another struggle that I had is still with my bilingual book, which I put on the back burner right now, but really need to finish formatting. But you know, getting the leftover bride website running and doing all of that is took priority for me right now. And what made me smile, another thing that made me smile is realizing I'm having more and more people who are engaged in my newsletter. So I feel like the way I'm currently doing my reader's newsletter is working better. It's a slow process, but it's working. So I'm, I'm now sending emails every Fridays and not because I have to, but also because I want to. And I think that maybe shines through my newsletters, my emails, maybe because I'm more engaged myself with the process, like I'm enjoying it. Yes, it takes a bit of time, but for example, like I am trying to make them shorter, but I cannot seem to make them shorter. I always have so much to say. So yeah, <laughs> that's something that, that made me smile when it comes to writing and, and self-publishing. And next week, I'll have to talk to you about going wide with my audiobooks and what I'm doing for that because this is also a lot of fun and it is making me smile and it also is a struggle <laughs> so it makes me it's it's a struggle but it makes me smile so there we go again I want to thank you so much for listening I'm, I have more and more listeners I noticed that on my anchor dashboard I see it on the number of people who play my episodes and you guys are from all over the world and I am again very humbled and very grateful that you take a bit of time out of your day to listen to me talk about writing and self-publishing and <laughs> the shows I guess we're watching and everything else. So thank you. And as I've mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, please, 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 if you have a second an additional second on an additional minute, don't forget to hit subscribe, follow and review my podcast on Apple. You can tell them that my French accent is very charming if you think so, or you can tell them that it's nice to know that you're not alone in the self-publishing world or the writing world, because I know this was something that was so important to me when I started listening to El Pinelupi's podcast is having feeling like I'm having a conversation with somebody and still learning a lot that I'm having a conversation with somebody even though I'm I'm listening I'm not necessarily chiming in but um learning a lot and just realizing that a lot of us go through the same hurdles and the same questions we might not always have the same answers. And I, you know, when I'm doing the feature Friday and I talk to, to authors and see what their process are, 
we may have different sometimes processes, we may have different goals, we may have different things in mind for what we want our career to be, but it's very nice to to know what the behind the scenes are. And, and if you're a reader, it's also nice to know what happens behind the scenes, I think. It's interesting. I, I hope. <laughs> All right. So again, thank you so much for listening. Happy writing if you're a writer and everybody, happy reading.